Right. Or they say excessive hugging and kissing. So I feel like peck on the cheek is acceptable. Yeah. For appearance. But is there sex and does anyone like it? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, hello, and welcome back to Epiloggers, a book club where we crack open a beer as we crack open our books. This week, we're starting off Lauren Oliver's Delirium. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us. It's been a couple weeks, but we're back and we're ready to keep reading. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at EpiloggersPod or use the hashtag Epiloggers to join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you about what kind of books you'd like us to read. This week, Shay's going to attempt to get rehydrated, so she's sticking with water, but I'm going to go ahead and drink for the both of us. We hope you enjoy the episode, and we'll see you in two weeks for the conclusion of Delirium. All right, hello and good evening, Shay. Hello and good evening, Jay. How are you this evening? Um, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm still in grad school, so you know. I'm doing all right. Just taking it day by day. I think I got your little meme for later. Yeah, don't look at it. Yeah. Oh, don't look at it. <laughs> don't okay. look at it. I'm going to read it out loud. Actually, yeah, you can look at it when I read it. So I already started a little bit early. I was editing and needed a beverage, so mm-hmm. I selected some from a growler that my boo brought home for me. Ooh, what a sweet boo. Such a good boo. Yeah. Uh now I can now that I put the growler away, I can't think of which beer it is. <laughs> wow. Hold on. Great. I logged intro. it on untapped. <laughs> uh it's the Liberty Blonde. I rated it a four point two five. I earned the brewery pioneer level ten badge. Ooh, wow. Uh who Ooh. makes that? Uh Timber Creek Tap and Table. Mm, I thought I had it, but now I feel like I have not. From Meadville, Pennsylvania. Hmm. Maybe I have. I don't know. I don't think I know where that is. Meadville? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how to explain where it is because it's Pennsylvania, <laughs> so it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so you take a left at the Amish buggy. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, I'm wearing a sweatshirt today an alumni sweatshirt from our university and mm-hmm. i had three people ask me about it oh yeah because they, the wait, they had no idea so where stupid. it was yeah because they had no idea where it was and <laughs> <laughs> it has such a stupid name that it obviously it confuses people especially uh foreign students who aren't completely used to state names yet so yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> extra confusing it's a state in a different state yeah no, no no it's a state university in a different state but not associated with that first state exactly <laughs> <laughs> and not associated oh. with the university of that state yeah neither neither state <laughs> that's pretty much my explanation every time i'm like oh shit no so this is this is how it goes <laughs> yeah i know i feel that i feel that pain every time every time well, I did not start early, <laughs> and I'm not starting at all. <laughs> Should I lie? No. Okay. I have another beer, so I'm drinking for the both of us. Okay, excellent. Well, I'm drinking La Croix. <laughs> Ooh, La Croix. Uh, or you fancy bitch. La Croix or La Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> 
That sounds like you said la crotch. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not drinking that. You're drinking crotch not water. Right now. <laughs> not tonight. Uh, not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> it's a kiwi watermelon. Ooh, that sounds yummy. Mm-hmm. It's good. Also, it it's a school night, so I can't I can't be drinking mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. Yeah, different night than we normally record, so yeah. you gotta you gotta suffer with what you got, you know? This is already so on schedule, so on brand, and so on point. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing great. We're doing such a good job. <laughs> well, let's jump right into it. <laughs> now that we've cracked open our beers, let's crack open this book. Oh fuck. <laughs> You like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, did you want to talk about your um? Did you want to talk about your rotation struggles? Yeah, I'm having rotation struggles. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to chime in and give an opinion, please do. <laughs> It'll be way too late by the time you hear this <laughs> because I have to give an answer tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so we're gonna make this right now. Yeah. Let, let's talk wow. about it. Actually, no. Let's not waste podcast time on it. Uh, basically, okay. I have to decide by tomorrow if I want to extend the rotation that I have that is over by Monday mm-hmm. or uh, and or move on to another rotation. Um, oh, shit. Your rotation's done Monday. Yeah. half We're halfway through the semester right now. We're five weeks in. Like, we've barely graced five weeks. Like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. I'm halfway through the semester. Jesus uh, Christ. So it's, it's time to move on or stay. And the problem is that I really like the lab that I'm in a lot. <laughs> oh. And if I stay, it'll make an impression. And basically, the guy I talked to, who I'm possibly going to rotate with, but probably not, uh, was very nice and very helpful. And he said that the only reason it would be a bad idea to stay would be if I was like lukewarm on this rotation, because it's probably not going to change. But mm-hmm. if... I'm, like, feeling desperate to get into it. It will probably make a good impression to stay and make me a little bit more competitive. And I literally text my mom earlier today, I just feel like I'm desperate to get into this lab. <laughs> oh, so well, that's good. Then that probably helps make a decision. Yeah, it did help. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I want to extend this rotation because it's just been such a nice experience. And my last lab rotation was good, too. It just wasn't, like... I don't know, man. Just Fantastical. this lab gets me really hype. Really like the science, <laughs> and I really like the people. <laughs> Ew, you weirdo nerd! I know. I like literally can't help myself. Yeah, so I'm drinking because I hate making decisions, and I'm drinking because I'm making a decision. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta stay hydrated. <laughs> and stay hydrated. <laughs> I've had a stress headache all day. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah. Like the day I had the carpet put in and I was stress oh. texting you like for hours. Yeah. I'm so sorry I couldn't reply. I was stuck on a micro injector and I think I've explained <laughs> that before. <laughs> yeah. I was watching them come in. I would like side eye my phone and chuckle and then like go back to jamming a microscopic needle into a microscopic <laughs> egg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bad day for me, but I made it through. We're still here. You I'm, did make I'm it alive. Through. And your new carpet is beautiful. <laughs> what there is of it (laughs) it looks very nice yeah did i tell you that there's a defect in the carpet so we have to get it redone anyway (gasps) oh (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, the struggle of no, owning a house. It hurts me. Physically hurts me. Yeah, I'm so I was so upset. Oh god. I'm sorry. So that was last week. <laughs> <laughs> so today I scheduled the reinstall and you know, just live in my adult life. It's it's cool. It's yeah. cool. The Next weekend lacrosse starts up, so I have no weekends available anymore, and that's great. Gone, gone, gone. That's good. Bye. Thank you, lacrosse. Yeah. It's always fun. That is I don't think I'm gonna go with them on spring break this year though, because they're only going to South Carolina. I don't I don't want to just go to South Carolina. No thanks. Luke <laughs> warm weather. <laughs> you know where you should go for spring break. <laughs> Michigan. Cold weather. <laughs> Let's get that really ice cold weather. Yeah. What's the temp like out there right now? Uh that's a good question. It's been snowing a lot. It snowed like six inches last night. Holy Toledo. Yeah, my car was very No, buried. that's Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Uh, fuck Ohio. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry. <laughs> Michigan's rubbing off already. Michigan took over you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, it is... It's going to be nine overnight, but it's in the, it, the mid-20s during the day, so that's not bad. It's getting down to like the mid-20s at night. No, it's a little bit colder here. Yeah, that's that's chilly. My friend in lab ran home today. <gasps> that's what she does is run outside. And it's like nine degrees out? Well, no, it was in the 20s today. It just gets cold at night. Oh, my God. How can you breathe in that cold air? I, <clears throat> she has asthma, too. I really don't know how she does it. But also, no, I, I just know. do not run. Yeah, speaking of running, this book, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, is right. running in this book? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you read the book yes i did i swear <laughs> i forgot that she's a runner i just like i immediately imagined you know like scary running the maze runner like running from something and i was like <laughs> no one's running from anything this has been very slow <laughs> right she likes to run got it all right well let's go ahead and get into this book then. let's jump right into it guys okay so i read the back cover like you told me to and i threw up and then i decided that <laughs> Oh, shit. Shade thrown. Let's drink that tea. Okay. No, I'm drinking it. Should I read it? Mm -mm. The back isn't very... I think uh, I read it last time. I think you read something online because it doesn't say... Oh, you're right. ...anything about this kid. Should, should I read it? Uh, no, I think we're all right. Okay, Go ahead fine. and just get into your pre-reading. Yeah, so I really didn't have a lot to go on um <laughs> from the back because it's like kind of poetic and short so, yeah i felt like that about barty yeah yeah so i didn't have a lot of pre-reading thoughts other than this will be a dystopian tale about a girl who will decide not to get this surgery to cure herself of love because she will find a boy before then <laughs> <laughs> weird so are you sure you haven't read this book i'm before? pretty sure that's accurate <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good pre-reading thought yeah i'm not gonna tell you if you're right or you're wrong okay <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> um i actually kind of like it so far i know that you were concerned that it wouldn't be dark enough for me but there's plenty of weird creepy stuff that has been keeping me interested <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely some like um ooh ah ooh, shit yeah. movements. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some dark shit in here that we should, yeah. we're definitely going to talk about because 
I have some questions. <laughs> That's the only part you like. <laughs> and it's the only part I'm enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what first on our list is. Uh, um, plot predictions. What do you think is like going to be the climax, the turning point? Okay. Don't say the uh, her not getting the cure because well, I don't think I mean, that yeah, is that's it. pretty obvious. <clears throat> Actually, I don't know if it's obvious per se. She could get it and it could not work. Um, right. So when I first started reading, I had a prediction that love might have some kind of power, you know, like a Harry Potter, oh, okay, Lily sacrifice kind of thing, because I didn't really know how much fantasy was involved. And right. then um, I quickly dismissed that idea because this is like very uh, scientifically focused i guess this is pretty straightforward like we're in portland it's yeah. just like a like a hundred years in the future right. and they've determined that love ruins things right that it's a disease yeah which i don't know the evidence is pretty strong <laughs> <laughs> what they have backup yeah they they have some backup they've done their research their symptoms <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not a neurobiologist by any any stretch of that word so it seems feasible to me. Yeah. Um, okay. So I don't have like an – I'll try to make an overarching prediction. I have some mm. bullet point predictions Ooh. that maybe I'll hit. So first, I think that curing love is a cover. Um, That maybe there's something more sinister. I mean, you're getting a brain surgery. They can do whatever they want. I wouldn't go so far as to say that they're implanting a microchip that's controlling people, but okay. I wouldn't put it past them that getting the surgery makes them more complacent in this society. Uh, my initial prediction was that, so even though um, the government seems kind of shitty and they cover stuff up and, you know, caring love doesn't mm -hmm. really seem like that great of an idea... My initial prediction was that loveless society in this government would have something that the wilds don't, but I don't really know what it could be because it's obviously <laughs> not resources. They have like, like a couple people have cars and that's a big deal. I guess they have peace. Uh, I'm not really sure what they could have that would make people stay other than the fact that they're complacent. So... Mm -hmm. uh, kind of confused on that one and also a lot of this is reminiscent of books i've read before and i feel like i can't take those glasses off and i'm reading oh. through the lens of things that i've read before and the plot mm -hmm. kind of built up the same way um i definitely think that grace will be important i'm not really sure why but she's gonna be involved somehow like okay i don't know maybe uh I forgot the main character's name. Maybe Lena will come back for her. Like, she'll escape and then she'll be like, I can't leave Grace. And she'll come back for her. Or perhaps Grace will be involved some other way. I just know that she's going to be important because we spend a lot of time talking about her. Well, right. There's Grace. And what's the other one's name? She has two, like, little half I don't know. The other one's a shit. Or cousins. Yeah. I think it's Jenny. <clears throat> Jenny, I think yes. Yeah. Jenny's so yeah, Grace shit. is the one that like sleeps with Lena. Lena. Yeah. Yeah. Grace yeah. is the one who kind of remembers her mom and is sad about it, which was just so heartbreaking. It was so Aww. sad. I really didn't like that part. <laughs> I know. 
she's such a sad little sweet baby. And it, you know, for kids who are losing their parents, who are still like very much experiencing love, this seems like a weird thing. Like, how do children grow up to not be serial killers because their parents don't love them? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Like the whole... The, that you shouldn't hug your child thing? Yeah. Like, what does that do to a person? <laughs> right, because they are experiencing normal human emotion. Yeah. So I'm not sure how that works out. And I have a note here about the parenting issues and that some parents cannot bond with their children, obviously. Right. And that they kill them when they get annoyed, which seems like a pretty large issue. <laughs> I think in right. general, people are probably killing each other more often in this society, and I'm not really sure why they aren't. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, those are those are the predict. I don't have a prediction. My overarching prediction is that Lena will rebel against the government somehow. I don't know. Okay. Do I you think Maybe she's going to go like through the cure and then be like kind of like her mom and it not take? Or do you think she's going to try to escape before she gets secure? I think she will escape beforehand. And Mm -hmm. I think maybe she will come back for Hannah. I don't know if Hannah's... Hannah or Grace, yeah. Younger. Um, And then she will leave with Grace. She'll come Mm -hmm. for Hannah. She'll leave with Grace. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Yeah, we're going bold. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. That's my prediction. Um, I have a plot twist that I'm going to share. Obviously, Alex is – oh, no, I just, like, disproved myself in my head. Uh, obviously, Alex is the love interest of this book. Right. Um, so, right off the bat, I don't think he's cured. I think he's a fucking liar. Okay. <laughs> uh, a triangular scar seems really easy to replicate, so I feel like that is how people from the wild can assimilate into the society. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like you can just cut yourself and, exactly. and it would look like a little three-pronged scar or whatever right, it is. Right, it's just like a little three-pronged – in my head it was a triangle, but yeah, three-pronged mm. sounds <laughs> less dumb. <laughs> no, I don't know really what it is. I don't either. The triangle looks fine too. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think that he's actually cured. But then it occurred to me that this is a young adult dystopian novel and there should be a second love interest. So perhaps he is cured. And Lena will be in love with him <laughs> and he can't reciprocate her feelings. And there will be a boy from the wild who like loves her, but she feels more of a connection with Alex. So he like his cure obviously didn't take that well because he still right, has interest. He's flirting a little right, bit. He's yeah. flirting. He has some interests that he shouldn't. But I feel like committal to love. And like because this is a young adult novel, like he's not going to have sex with her. <laughs> <laughs> So you're you're predicting a, a stereotypical uh, love triangle. I don't know what I'm predicting. It could go yeah. it could go either way. I don't want to be wrong. That's the that's the problem here is that I can't accept being wrong. No, the more <laughs> predictions, the better. I like them both. I think they're both very applicable because if this party out in the woods mm-hmm. is so mostly <clears throat> cureds and uncureds, like between the ages of like sixteen and twenty one, yeah. let's say. Um, you know, some of them are cured. 
So it's a very right. good chance that he's not going to be able to love her right. lo- down the road. Right. It's possible that he won't be able to like complete his love with her for lack of LOL. a less disgusting word. <laughs> <laughs> He'll oh, like shit. be a really close friend. But obviously, as a teenager, she's going to want more from him, and he's going to be like, yeah, I have no interest. <laughs> well, do you think that he could become a, a part of, like, a, a three-team uh, fr- of friends? Like, her, Hannah, and Alex become, like, a group of three friend rebels? <clears throat> yeah, I think something more tragic will happen to Hannah, though. Okay. Because she's not the main character, and she's, like, the flagship for rebellion. So Yeah, she's being a little too rebellious. She's going down like the orphan in Les Mis. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Uh I don't know if this is a good time, but since we're talking about sex, I just have some questions. <laughs> oh god, okay. I just have I have to take it there and I have to ask, how are babies being made in this society? Because they choose the number. So that makes me Mm -hmm. feel like, and you're not really allowed to like hug and kiss your spouse without it being weird. Right. Or they say excessive hugging and kissing. So I feel like peck on the cheek is acceptable. Yeah. For appearance. But is there sex and does anyone like it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we're going to have to dissect like what we actually think the cure is. Oh. Right. We'd have to figure out, like, what part of the brain they're probably taking out. Like, I don't know if they're going to like it. What part of our brain likes sex? I guess just the I don't hormonal know. release? Um. Yeah. So, initially, I thought it was a removal of hormones. And then I looked up what the amygdala was. <laughs> Is it taking out the amygdala? We should maybe look that up. Well, we'll come, we'll come back to that. We'll save that because I feel like there's a lot of science that's going on in here. And I don't think that any of it is really making sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it is the amygdala, then it it makes a little sense, and we can we can talk about that. Yeah. Do you think that they are like um the it's like a sperm donor situation? So like yeah. the husband who has been selected for you mm-hmm. uh, on like this list of five, and you get to choose between five. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. I get five picks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Five. Uh, the the dude will go and like give a sperm sample, mm-hmm. and then they will artificially inseminate. That would be my guess. Yeah, to just like completely take any kind of chance that love or the feeling of love is removed, that you're not allowed to have sex. Right. I think that would be the safest thing to do for this society because it doesn't seem – like the cure doesn't seem to be that great because it obviously has some side effects like uh, Lena's mother had the procedure multiple times and it didn't take love out of her. Right, um, yeah. and, and, you know, who knows? It could be, like, a pretty crude procedure, so it doesn't sound like it's perfect, per se. So I think probably the less contact you have, the better, because the only thing I do know about neurobiology is that it's pretty plastic, so it wouldn't surprise me if doing loving physical things, like hugging, kissing, or sex, mm-hmm. could make these kinds of feelings reemerge or at least, you know, like associate some of the hormones with them, which right. I don't think you can just take out one portion of the brain and expect such a complicated thing like affection or love be taken out, but suspension of disbelief for Well, no, I think I think that realistic thought is important because that's why there are so many 
Oopsies. Oopsies. <laughs> so initial. Oh wait, am I not supposed to talk about this now? Uh, well, let's talk about Lena's mom. Like, what? Why do you think she had to have the procedure four times? Did you read that part about yeah. how by the fourth time they, they weren't going to do anesthesia? Her. Yeah. Fuck these people. Yeah. Fuck the government. But also, they don't have emotions, so what do they care? Yeah. It's just well, science to them. Maybe they, maybe the government people do have emotions. Mm. But the Book of Shush maybe Shh. tells us otherwise because they're pretty adamant against deliria. Yeah, that's very um, true. So do you, Lena's mom is obviously playing a very big part on her mm-hmm. in like her PTSD dreams. Yeah. Um, her committing of suicide. What kind of role do you think she's going to play in Lena's future and possibly going into this like maybe relationship with Alex and or Hannah? Because she could be gay. Oh, shit. She could. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But she won't because this was written in, like, the 80s. Yeah. By the <laughs> way, second beer. Uh, quick tidbit. <laughs> quick tidbit. Refill. <laughs> Dustill Brewing Wild Sour Series. I had one of these before, but I don't. I think it was with the Handmaid's Tale, which we're not releasing. <laughs> oh, God. Cinco, Cinco Pathetic? Pa- pathic. Cinco Pathic. Cinco Pathic. Yep. Are you drinking? Wait, it- Cinco Syncopathic. Support, flavor, boycott bland. Syncopathic is a cool harmonization of refreshing tart and acidic sour ale with citrusy fruit and floral dry hops normally in concert with pale ales with totally rad aromas and flavors reminiscent of grapefruit, orange, lemon, tangerine, pineapple, hints of pine, giving away a biscuity crackery. What? (laughs) No, no. Keep following. (laughs) Giving way to a biscuity, crackery, malt back beat. Low bitterness and a dry finish to bring everything in sync. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Do all those flavors, like, is that, like, did they just pick random words? I don't know. When, <laughs> just throw them together? When did beer start, like, dabbling in the wine realm? Like, I've have you ever been to a winery when they give you samples and they're like, oh, yeah. this one has notes of apricot and aromas <laughs> of burnt rubber? And you're like, why? <laughs> and I taste and smell none of that. I had someone on a, a, a fancy winery in Canada once. They said that, like, the swirling aroma. So you, like, you swirl it around the glass. Right. I'm doing it really well, but no one can see. You swirl it around the glass. <laughs> Ooh, yes, do it. And then you stick your nose in. Oh, shit. It has a, a bouquet. It's called the bouquet. I kid you not. I think it's called the bouquet. Yep. And they were like, the bouquet is diesel. And I was like, I'm sorry, like, fuel? <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, like gasoline diesel. Yes, it has a, a diesely aroma, and I was like, mm, no, okay, but <laughs> no. smells like wine. <laughs> smells like smells like grapes. <laughs> <laughs> smells like fermented grapes. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I definitely. I've been on a couple of different wine tastings too, and they like make you you swirl red wine, mm-hmm. but you and you warm it with your hand, but you should always keep white wine chilled. Mm-hmm. No, honestly though, I have no idea why beer where beers have gotten their audacity to go to in start and just being wine. start naming flavors. <laughs> your beer, tell me if you have hops or not, and I'll drink you. Like that's it. I don't want all these like tastes like a cracker 
smells like popcorn. Biscuity. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. If you're fermented hops, get in my mouth. <laughs> okay, relax. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Oh, anyway, back to Lena's mom. Yeah, and back to her we, mom. Yep. Um, I think it's important. I think the fact that she's had this experience kind of makes her, I don't want to say a target, but it definitely gives her a predisposition for having strong feelings. And, and the thing that we were talking about before with children being raised in loveless homes, mm-hmm. Lena was not raised that way. Her mom was a loving parent. So I think hugging, loving, yeah, singing. I think those desires will be stronger in Lena because she's felt them before. And you're like, if you've never really felt something, then you're like, eh, it's fine. And also, I think that Lena has experienced true despair, whether or not she admits it or like is has come to terms with it. She has experienced true sadness, Mm -hmm. and I think that sometimes it's difficult to understand true happiness unless you've experienced true sadness yeah no i can roll with that roll with it but i mean i, I don't know what else she could do because she's dead so yeah i think she'll just be an influence but uh, maybe i'm wrong i don't know maybe she's not dead mm-hmm. Did they bury her you never know i don't um Shit. she jumped off of a bridge so <clears throat> she, she was probably lost oh no her mother's alive <laughs> no, i'm just kidding <laughs> I'm just That'd kidding. be a twist. Be a, a good old how to train your dragon twist. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, Grace was raised in what the government considers like a more appropriate home that she didn't really get to yeah. experience her parents too much. And- kind of. I mean, they do say that her dad <laughs> might have been a sympathizer. Grace's? Yeah. Oh, okay. And he disappears and then they put Grace's mom... I think it's Marsha on trial in mm-hmm. his place, which is fucked. And uh, I think they're going to condemn her. And that's when she's like walking down the sidewalk and has a heart attack. Just like living. No, I don't. Oh, I did say Grace. You're right. You're right. I apologize. Oh. Um, I meant Hannah. Oh, okay. Okay. I was so confused. But you're right. Grace is also. She's like. A, not a cousin or she like uh because she has like jenny who's a cousin that's her aunt and uncle's daughter who lives in that home oh no they're Grace the grandparents. Is also a transplant oh so it's holy shit um, i'm so fucked yeah yeah so they're cousins so it's their aunt mm-hmm. oh no no okay hang on it's aunt what's her name yep what's the mom's name uh Marsha. No, that's the one that died. Who's the aunt that's still alive? <laughs> Carol. Aunt Carol? Is it really Carol? I think so. I think it's Carol. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> aunt Carol had uh, Lena's mom. Does she have a name? No, I don't think she does. Mom. Mom. <laughs> Who has Rachel and Lena. Yeah, it's Aunt Carol. Yeah, Rachel and Lena. Marsha had Jenny and Grace. Grace. And maybe one more. No, no, just two. Just two. I think there's only two. Because they yeah. decided that two would be a good number for her, which is creepy. <laughs> what if they're like, yeah. you you will have six. 
Oh my god, I would shit. So <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't because you feel nothing. <laughs> um, I don't remember where we we're going with that. I don't either. We're- oh, I was asking about what, like, so Hannah. Oh, why no. is Hannah like? Why does Hannah have a a disposition towards being rebellious? Yeah, because she was raised mm-hmm. in a more normal home. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how uncommon it is to have these feelings before you get the cure so i haven't seen anyone that we know get the cure so i don't know if so like we'll say that hannah has like a high tendency or high disposition predisposition towards like not getting the cure or not having a successful cure she gets the cure i don't know if it would likely fail in her or if it would just cure her because she's rebellious right. prior. I don't know what the correlation between mm-hmm. being rebellious before and what you are like after is yeah. with having the cure. I also, You sound so scientific. I don't think <laughs> – I, I think that was actually wrong, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> now, that, now that I am like on blast for being a scientist all the time, I'm like, is correlation the right word? <laughs> don't at me. I'm drinking and I'm not thinking about this right now. <laughs> I'm not on the clock. I'm thank not you. on the thinking clock. Thank you. I will be later tonight, but <laughs> but not right now. Um, I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I kind of feel I like Hannah might get the cure, and it and she'll be cured, and she'll be like depressingly cured, and that right, will maybe she'll be, be like the other cures in the book that we learn about. Exactly, she'll be like you know, like everything that is unique and beautiful about her will be gone. Mm-hmm. And that will be really sad for Lena. So she'll go and get Grace because she can't let that happen. Ooh, that's Grace. a good idea. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. That would make – I mean, that makes the most sense mm-hmm. in literary terms. You right. know, like she's going to be like tragically shocked by right. Hannah's transformation because every every other mm-hmm. cured that she has like spoken about, she's like been like, oh my God, they like look so happy. Right. And then goes on to describe them as cold and uncompassionate. Right. I'm like, okay. And they're yeah, like not thing. really happy anymore. Like they're never <laughs> happy doing stuff. They're just there. I know. Can I'm gonna quickly try to find that line because it kills me every time. They're happy, but not too happy. <laughs> I don't know what line you're talking about actually. So uh talking about graduation. And Teresa Oh, yes, and the the two girls that have been. Mm -hmm. They're absent for a few days and come back to school just before graduation. The change is amazing. They seem peaceful now, mature, and somehow remote, like they're encased in a thin layer of ice. (laughs) Sounds nice. (laughs) That sounds fantastic. Yes, sign me up. (laughs) Oh, my. I don't think I'd I don't think I'd want it. I wouldn't want it. Uh, no, no, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the we kind of wrapped up all of our characters. Oh no! Did you? We didn't talk about Alex yet. Oh, you're right. I want to talk about the descriptions of him. Let me have it. Um, I'm gonna have to find one real quick. Hang on, I'm texting my dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. So Alex, right off the bat, is described so like stereotypically teen handsome yeah he is 
beautiful dreamy eyes and a smile that lights up this town and it lights blah, up blah, more than blah, the town blah, blah. let me talk about her descriptions <laughs> of him because they are sweet and also hilarious mm-hmm. um i've waited all night for this <clears throat> oh, oh god <laughs> get ready and find it oh god oh here we go His eyes are a warm amber color, and as I look at him, I have a sudden flashing memory of my mother pouring syrup over a stack of pancakes. Mmm, girl, you think you a snack? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, you were waiting for that. I was. (laughs) She think you a snack. You think you a snack, boo. Literally, he looks like a snack to you. Oh my god, you are gold. You are gold. Oh, I'm crying. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, shit. That was good. (laughs) But in in human terms, he probably is a really good snack. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I can't really figure out what he looks like. Like, he has, like, warm colored eyes, so I guess they're brown. Mm -hmm. They're like an amber color, which... I have Honestly, seen the one most person in my life. Part is because... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've no, seen no, no. one person in my life whose eyes I would describe as amber. Like her eyes were almost cat-like. They were so yellow for mm-hmm. brown, and they they're fucking scary. Like it's creepy well, yeah. to see people with that color eyes. No, yeah, I don't know what kind of eyes she's talking about. Amber. I I think they're like hers, like on the cover of the book that I have from the library. I got a library oh. card to read this book because I didn't want to buy it. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. They are like yellowy brown. Yeah. Mm. Not as yellowy brown as my friends that were scary, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think his hair is described as what I would consider auburn. Yeah. Which kind of surprised so me. So he's, it, it is weird because usually they're like blonde hair, blue eyed, and he's brown on brown. He is brown on brown, but a nice brown on brown, like syrup on pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, yes. Uh, other than that, well, I, speaking of these descriptions, though, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, is Lena basic, boring ass, plain Jane bitch? Oh my god, am I ready? Am I ready to rant about this? <laughs> Give it to me. I am so annoyed <laughs> by how often we have to talk about the fact that she's plain looking, which I don't even really know what that means. I don't know what mm-hmm. it means. To be plain. Nope. Is that like the... like? Don't what, have a clue. On what scale is that? Plain to what? Fancy? Hannah, obviously. Is Hannah fancy? Like, she has a different color hair? I just don't even know what that means. Like, are, <laughs> are your looks really plain or are you just kind of boring personality-wise? <laughs> yeah. I can't... I can't stand how often we have to reiterate that that she's plain. That, like... And so everything- why is she plain? What does she use to describe herself? I I don't know. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure her hair is brown. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that, like, she kind of looks like a mess half the time, which, all right, if you feel like you look like a mess, then I don't know. Do something about that. <laughs> Cut your hair. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking do your hair. Get a new style. <laughs> buy yourself a new clothes. I don't know. <laughs> She's, like, so surprised that someone considers her over looking at hannah like she, well, they run past a group of boys and she's like oh yeah they're all looking at hannah also you don't know that i think that's your perception of yeah. hannah 
mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like really shallow to assume that everyone's cup of tea is Earl Grey with a splash of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ours. <laughs> Which is definitely mine. I fucking love a, lo- a good London fog. No, I know. And and it's and it's funny that she doesn't describe Hannah as giving any fucks either about the boys. Right. And I mean, Hannah kind of seems like a bomb person to hang out with anyway. It mm-hmm. probably doesn't matter if she is super hot or unplain. Smoking. Smoking hot. <laughs> what do and you that think she's Hannah super like? tall and long hair. Oh, yeah. Hair. She's tall. Who gives a shit about how tall? At, at one point, she was like, she has no looks at all. I don't remember the paragraph that led up to this. But one thing's for sure. I'm short. And I was like, okay. <laughs> what is your definition of short? She's 5'2". I feel like that's not that short. Yeah, that's how tall I am. <laughs> There's, are you really 5'2"? Like, you're certain that you're 5'2". <laughs> yes, I'm definitely 5'2". Maybe 5'2 and a half, though, with, you know, a good sneak on. <laughs> with a good sneaker. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem that short to me. Like, I'm well, no, and like people constantly complain about tall girls. So why do you want to be a yeah, tall girl? Short people, boys don't want tall girls. Girls who are <laughs> tall are like, there's no boys that are tall enough for me. I really don't understand why any of this matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the lesbian coming out in you. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. Does it really matter who's taller? <laughs> Oh, shit. I'm just kidding. I had, like, a super long argument with my boo about who was taller for a long time because I'm fucking taller. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no shade, but I'm fucking taller. I'm fucking taller. <laughs> I'm not, though. I'm oh, definitely shorter. Shit. By, like, I don't know, a quarter of an inch or something. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea you guys were so something close. almost imperceptible. Yeah, I had no, no idea you guys were so close in height. Yeah. Either way... Lena is probably not basic and mediocre. She's not. And She's now probably not. It's time for the comic. <laughs> okay. Now we move into the comic. So I'm opening up my phone. You open it. And you look at it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna post this on our Pulling Instagram. Up conversation. <laughs> I will definitely post it. <clears throat> the title okay. is. So this is by Adam Tots, who I love. <laughs> by the way, okay. he makes really good <laughs> cartoons. How to Improvise Dystopian YA Novel. Mm-hmm. My name is Wicker Basket, and I'm the chosen <laughs> one. I'm very plain, but also gorgeous. Two hot white dudes are in love with me. Which one do I choose? I'm so clumsy, except in all forms of combat. Also, I'm a vampire. Oh, God, I sent you the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, and also, I have a dick. As the rest. I was like, what? There must be multiple versions. The, the original is also I'm a vampire. Oh, oh my god, that was a ride. Do you like the cartoon though? Isn't it adorable? Oh, oh my god, that like epitomizes it perfectly. It really, really does. You know what book it really I feel like it's taken Hunger from Games. because the girls are redhead. No, oh. honestly, not even. Shadow Hunters. Oh, she uh, it's like perfect because she's a redhead in the book so she's she's trying to decide between a blonde uh, and a, a redhead brunette and a blonde so like not another redhead oh. but 
Mm. Yeah, she's trying to decide between a brunette and a blonde, and she obviously picks the blonde. And then, spoiler obviously. alert, the bl- blonde is her brother. <gasps> wah, 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 wah. Oh. Some oh. Star Wars bullshit all oh. over you. Well, I guess I'm not reading that <laughs> book now. Thanks a lot. No, we're ne- most definitely not reading that book. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but so, uh, yes, that comic is definitely <laughs> about this book. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just looked at the, just looked at the audio. <laughs> when I burped, did you watch your burp? It's <laughs> such a huge spike. <laughs> it's like the loudest thing that's happened. Oh, okay. shit. All right. Back yeah. on track. Back on track. Yeah. It's very stereotypical of just her plainness and why it's so important. You know? Mm-hmm. And then Alex is so handsome and he would never fall would for such never a plain notice Jane. someone like her. But he <gasps> does. Dare because he? it turns out that she's kind of quirky and she tries to high five statues when she runs past. <laughs> uh, I know. Oh my God. My heart. It was so cute. Who wouldn't do that? That's so cute. It's real cute that he left her a note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not cute. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> it. Yeah. I just am annoyed by I shouldn't say annoyed because I'm sure we all went through this in our teenage years but the only lens that Lena looks through is looks mm-hmm. and it's just like so annoying <laughs> no I know and I was trying to find my 18 year old self mm-hmm. to try to relate because mm-hmm. I read this a long time ago hmm. So I feel like I just can't relate anymore. Like, yeah. obviously, there are attractive people out there that, like, sure. really catch your eye. Yeah. But for the most part, I do not think twice about what someone looks like. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I don't – I feel like this isn't a unique experience, but I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm attracted to people because of their personality, and if they're cute, like, bonus points. But – Right. I have never like chosen a friend or like I don't know. I was in high school, yes, I definitely compared myself to other people and felt like an outsider. But I nowadays yeah, definitely not. Nowadays definitely not. So, I don't know if you're a teenager, <laughs> relax. It'll get better. <laughs> It'll get better and I'm a ginger, so I know bottom of the barrel weird looks. <laughs> <laughs> you're pale ass nobody gives a shit well and i don't even think like at that at 18 so you're graduating high school uh-huh. going to college like obviously you're at peak like i, I don't know not peak oh yeah i don't think like, so i think i had to i had to like get older yeah i, I like maybe up. only now look okay <laughs> as we're like oh, i've never thought about looks <laughs> I don't know. I just like don't feel like I felt the same way that she did other than noticing like the extremely cute guys. Like yeah. the guys that are like like had the most amazing jeans that they just right. like wake up looking nice. Right. And you don't mean <laughs> jeans like the pants. You mean like G-E-N-E-S. <laughs> like exactly. Genetic jeans. Genetics. Although a nice pair of jeans does wonders for everyone. <laughs> So, yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe 18-year-old us could compare or could relate, yeah, but not anymore. 18-year-old me could compare with feeling like an outsider and feeling different and weird about myself. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I was, like, looking at anyone else through that lens. Yeah. 
I don't think so either. I don't know. I know. I guess that I guess it is relating. Like I guess I related to that. I just don't think it consumed all of my thoughts. Like I also felt like a personal outsider, not you know just because of how I looked. I just like kind of felt like a weirdo. Well, yeah, and I think that kind of this will be a good segue into writing style because like she put so much emphasis on it. Yeah. There's it did not take up that much of my brain space. No. It no, certainly not. And I never spent as much time, you know, like thinking about how weird I looked. Or, yeah. Like I, I, don't, I know. don't know. It's a lot. It's it's just like kind of pounded into the into the sentences a lot and i do feel like the writing style can get a little heavy-handed um particularly anytime symbolism pops up you know yeah so like Mm -hmm. we have the incident at the doctor's office when she's like getting evaluated and someone lets cows in and the cows are like wearing wigs and paper gowns oh right and i was like Mm -hmm. oh this is obviously a political statement and then it goes on to explain that it's a political statement and Lena has to, like, come to terms with it, mm-hmm. which really means that she's trying to spell it out for the reader. You know, like, Lena's right, exactly. a normal <laughs> smart person. She doesn't, like, think of these things and then, like, oh, this is obviously a political statement. That's something that you see and you understand. I, I opened to the section because I thought it was just, like, so bad. Mm-hmm. So it says people in the wilds don't see love as a disease and they don't believe in the cure. They think it's kind of cruelty. Thus the slogan. Now I get it. The cows are dressed up as us, the people being evaluated like we're all a bunch of herd animals. Yeah, we totally got that like the second there were cows. <laughs> <laughs> You're also like females being evaluated for birthing. Like, Right. I do think it's really funny. <laughs> this is so mean but it's really funny that if if you're stupid they sign you up for marriage right away Mm -hmm. like if you could go on if you're smart you can go on to schooling and you can get schooling before they like make you start popping out babies but i thought it was really funny that they were like oh not this one this one's dumb marriage for you could you imagine like getting put into the marriage right away and you're like fuck (laughs) do you care about it anymore you're like well i guess i just pop out babies and i don't know there's just something so creepy and so sad about that that like Mm -hmm. you don't even love your children so like what is your life like why are you even alive i have no idea you enjoy nothing um one thing that i i kind of wrote down in that like i like it and like on this second read through for me Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm um liking the book a little bit more i don't hmm. liking is a really strong word yeah <laughs> but i did not finish this series and there's probably a reason why i just can't quite remember it i think it's gonna be sad yeah at the time i don't i, I kind of like her style i have a note saying that it's really written like a movie mm-hmm. and i have page 81 written down let me look Oh, I know. I know what I'm talking about. So it's it. Whenever she's describing something and mm-hmm. she goes into like excessive detail, yeah, it is helpful mm-hmm. because it really does seem like a movie. But this paragraph, you know, is a lot, and it's it's not really not. It's is it giving much right to the story. I let myself look back once. This is following graduation, mm-hmm. and they're kind of leaving the party. I can't help it. 
I watch the girls circulating in their orange gowns like flames. Everything seems to zoom back, recede away at once. All the voices intermingle and become indistinguishable from one another, like the constant white noise of the ocean running underneath the rhythm of the Portland streets, so constant you hardly notice it. Everything looks stark and vivid and frozen, as though drawn precisely and outlined in ink. Parents' smiles frozen, cameras' flashes blinding, mouths open and white teeth glistening, dark glossy hair and deep blue sky with unrelenting light. Everyone drowning in light, everything so clear and perfect, I'm sure it must already be a memory. It's just so much. Yeah. <laughs> I I agree with it in this circumstance where she's trying to make such a point mm-hmm. that like this scene is only happening, I think, because we're trying to put an emphasis on what life is like before the cure. And right, I have a note like, like, like is this the, is this our last happy day? Question mark. <laughs> I think so. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Is that it's you know because it, I don't know, it represents like jumping off into the unknown. You know, like whether that's college or going to work or whatever you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. like graduation is very final, and then like I guess you go to a couple graduation parties, but it's really like the last time that you see your schoolmates in school, which is like it is, yeah, what you've known for your entire it's life such so a far. Crazy transition. It is such a crazy transition, and I think that is one of the other parts of this book that, while it's fantastical and strange because you're going to go get a procedure that, like, removes part of your brain. It's very on par with some of the feelings that teenagers experience. And I don't know how old the author was when she wrote this, but through what we've talked about so far and some of the themes that we've touched upon, it's pretty accurate in terms of Mm -hmm. being a teenager. At that time, yeah. Right. At at that jumping-off point, (sighs) It does really capture the strangeness of being 18 where your childhood just like suddenly ends Mm -hmm. in like an afternoon and your adult life is supposed to start. And that's not that's really not how it goes. If you're concerned, if you're like (laughs) getting ready to graduate and you're worried, it's a a much slower transition and, you know, you're you're fine. You'll be fine. We all time. (laughs) You'll someday you'll be like. 28 and you'll be like when am i gonna be an adult (laughs) (laughs) is school almost over yet (laughs) Uh, i'm never gonna finish school (laughs) oh shit but you know when you're when you're standing in that moment you can't see the future so it feels really foreign and scary yeah while we're uh like real talking here Uh let's also real talk romantic love and how it is not <laughs> the end of the world or, like, the singular thing that you should strive for in your life. As a quick predecessor, mm. I can, like, imagine in that time of my life, like, the boo that you have at that time is, you know, your world. Mm. As a teenager, like, that is that is your life. That is everything that revolves around it. And you Mm -hmm. and nothing can come between you. And if it ends, you end. (laughs) And I totally get that. Yeah, I get that too. (laughs) But Um, so... Sidebar, have you listened to... uh, You've been listening to Potterless, right? Did you listen to the episode with Eric Silver? I think so. When he was talking about Twitter? (laughs) 
I think so. <laughs> and he was like, if you're if you're making this tweet right now, here's what I want you to do. Yeah. Take your phone, <laughs> throw it in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> I was running on a treadmill <laughs> listening and I was just cracking up <laughs> on the treadmill. Yeah. Okay. If you're about to tweet, here's what I want you to do. Take your phone, throw it in the trash. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, that was pretty funny. It was so good. People must be at uh, him all the time. I know. They must add – I think they add at everyone all the time. Ugh. This is just like my experience of the internet, people adding all the all time. All the time. You just got something to say. I There are I'm times like, when I feel like I have something to say, but then I, you know, I think about it again and then I just don't because it doesn't matter. And then you just throw your phone in the trash. Yeah, because it just doesn't matter. <laughs> Here's the thing. Everyone on the internet has an opinion and no one gives a shit about yours. Yeah. <laughs> You're not changing any minds. No one knows you, so, like, your opinion does not matter to them. I really don't understand internet commenting at all. No, no, not at all. Nobody gives a shit about you. You know what else I don't understand? What? This book of shh. (laughs) Oh, that was the worst transition. Oh, Oh, God, I'm sorry. It was the best one. It was the best. (laughs) I loved it so much. Uh, Yeah, the book of shh. This was really interesting to me. Like, just... This weird juxtaposition of science and law and religion at the same time is very interesting. Like, it's like a merger of all three. And I don't know if I've seen that before. No, this is really confusing. Yeah, there's usually just like religion takes, takes the forefront. So science is out the window. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, Handmaid's Tale. Like, we're not going to accept any kind of science. Nope. We're just going to go straight creepy religion. Mm-hmm. Or it's, like, the giver in which religion is abolished because I don't know if that would be a terrible idea. But um, yeah. <laughs> they realize that, like, all wars have been founded on religious beliefs. Yep. So they abolish it. There is no religion because it's, like, it's like the perfect society. So there's also no love in that community either. Yeah. Um. Or it's just, like, creepy government. that I've never seen anything try to smash them all up together, especially religion and science. No, this is really weird. And, you know, I have a comment that it's so religious, but it it's not at the same time. It's like they took right. the, the one religion and just kind of morphed it into something else that fits more with this delirium theory mm-hmm. that they have. So it really does kind of show how powerful the religion can be as a backdrop, but it's not necessarily having to be taken mm-hmm. seriously. Right. And in my opinion, that is religion. Yeah. Taking something else and smashing it into what you need it to be is religion in a nutshell. Yeah. No. <laughs> that just like sums up Christianity right there. <laughs> I feel you. Oh, we need a festival in the winter? That's when Jesus was born. <laughs> <laughs> oh, slay. <laughs> so yeah, at the beginning of every chapter, at the beginning of every chapter, it gives us these little excerpts. Yeah, I really like them, except some of them are really creepy. Mm. What about the one about the poem about Mama? Did you remember that one? <gasps> Ooh, I, that one was that one was weird. Yeah, creepy. I know which one you're talking about. It's like werewolf, vampire. Yep. Everyone's dead. Mm. Yeah. And then nine starts off with Lord, keep our hearts fixed. And I was like, what? 
what is this? Like, I don't understand. Is this religion or something? No, I know. Like, <clears throat> in you the, can't have both. Yeah, in the excerpts we're, is the only place that we're getting, like, really good insight into mm-hmm. what this book is about. So, like, they keep calling it the book of sh or S H H H H H H three H's. <laughs> Triple H. S <laughs> H cubed. And it sounds kind of like a bible in a sense it outlines marriage it outlines mm-hmm. um expectancies for pregnancies it outlines mm-hmm. like what you should be doing with your husband it outlines what you should be doing mm-hmm. with your friends and then out of nowhere did you read the beginning of chapter 10 it's the periodic table oh well chapter 8 is a rhyme for remembering elements okay that was i don't know why i said i was gonna say elemental table and then i said elements instead and it i must have it weird. i must have it wrong because i thought chapter 10 was the elements so i don't we might oh, have different oh, 10 is the f- 10 is the symptoms of oh you're more right. deliria you're nervosa right. yeah so yeah 10 eight is, is h is for hydrogen a weight of one when fission split as brightly lit as hot as any sun mm-hmm aka nuclear warfare <laughs> well yeah i mean so wait a second why is this book of christianity christianity catholic catholicism kind mm-hmm. of basis talking about the periodic table what i don't know and so the book that it's from so it's from the book of Shh, <laughs> but it's in the chapter prayer and study and it says from the elemental prayers. Wow. It's really weird. It's like a religion out of science, which I mean, it's cool. I kind of like it. I've just never seen anything like it. And I don't, you know, because we don't really talk about it. We just get these weird poems about yeah. it. I want more of this weird, creepy science cult, and I'm just <laughs> not getting enough of it. No, yeah, she throws in excerpts every once in a while in the text, but it's only like in yeah. reference to certain things. Right. It's like she's citing and it, honestly. I know. I, I was just having the thought, does she have this thing, like, written and printed out and she just, like, keeps it? Yeah. I don't know. You know? Maybe she d- maybe she does. How how else would you keep track of all the stuff that you said? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still flipping through trying to find the creepy werewolf one because I thought it was really scary. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's so long. I think the last stanza is where she brings up the the creature. The invalid? Mm-hmm. Okay, a person who feels loved? Yep. <laughs> mama, mama, put me to bed. I won't make it home. I'm already half dead. I met an invalid and fell for his art. He showed me his smile and went straight for my heart. Ooh, right in the feels. Ooh. Also, Real you're naked. saying invalid? <laughs> Are you reading it invalid? Invalid. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, my favorite. <laughs> Fuck. No, there's a lot of really good quotes and and one of the things that I do remember liking about this book is that there's just like these random sprinklings of like really nice quotes. Like this is a really mm-hmm. good book to like create motivational instagram posts about yeah <laughs> if you're looking for that basic rib tattoo mm-hmm. you might find it in yep, here. yep it's gonna be in here <laughs> <laughs> so from the book of shh <laughs> the government has designed this cure that involves mm-hmm. brain surgery <laughs> right kind of i mean 
it's either really sophisticated or it's really bad. Like, yeah. To me, it seems like it's really bad because you can't you can't just crack open <laughs> the brain and take out a piece. Like the amygdala is in there; it's in the middle. Right. So you, you can't. So like, we think that they're taking out the amygdala, which is probably I think they're just poking it. The main center for the feelings in general, not necessarily love, but all feelings together. But the mm-hmm. weird thing about love is that I'm pretty sure you can at me if I'm wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. That mm-hmm, sure. there's not one location of love in the brain. That love is felt throughout the entire ecosystem of the human body. So like when they right. put someone in a CT scan and they like show them pictures of their boo, multiple mm-hmm. parts of the brain will light up. Right. Well, right, because it's it's such a complicated feeling, yeah. Thing. I mean, emotion in general is a complicated response. Yeah. So if and they go in and just poke the amygdala, <laughs> sure. Which, by the way, I opened up Wikipedia because I am not <laughs> like I'm. I shouldn't even say I'm not a neurobiologist. Like I never took anatomy because I don't work with people. <laughs> So I don't know I don't know much about where any of this shit is. So the amygdala is two things. There's two yeah, locations. The amygdala so, oblongata. Like it says one of two oh wait. The amygdala I'm literally quoting Wikipedia here, is one of two almond-shaped clusters of nuclei located deep and medially within the temporal lobes of the brain and complex vertebrates, including humans. Uh, So if the scars are behind their ear, that's more of like where the pons and the medulla are, you know, like where at the base of their skull, at the top of their spine. So like, I just don't understand how they're getting there. Uh, You could do it at an angle. Oh. That that i'm that i'm doing but again it's right behind the left ear so like are you you only getting one is that why it doesn't work because <laughs> that seems like a reason it wouldn't work as we're touching yeah i don't i don't know also, i mean so also it, it the says, ocular um the occipital section of the brain's back there too so you're gonna fuck up their vision <laughs> Well, yeah, some people go blind if you do it too too early. That's one of the side effects. Oh, well, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that continue. Makes sense. And I still think that they're just like taking a poker and just like <laughs> jamming it in there, <laughs> swirling it around like, a bit, three, <laughs> like these three poker things. And it's it's very like uh, I don't know what era this is, but it's very early mental disease oh like Like, i don't know let's just stick yeah that's exactly what i was going for it's very it feels very lobotomy it's just like such a bad idea let's just stick a needle in here and see what happens (laughs) Uh, so continuing to quote wikipedia it says it's been shown in research to perform a primary role in the processing of memory decision making and emotional response including fear anxiety and aggression so here's the thing (laughs) to me the amygdala is part of the limbic system, and I don't think – is that love? I thought – I don't know. I'm getting confused. I think and they're just talking in reference to the emotional reaction to things. So – but there's uh, two two, th- two thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. So, okay, let's say you poke and swirl around in this amygdala and you fuck it up enough mm-hmm. that they don't have the appropriate quote-unquote – 
response to certain psychological, biological triggers. So a hug Mm -hmm. will make you feel warm and fuzzy and make you feel happy. Mm -hmm. Human touch will make you feel happy. Well, what if you swirl it clockwise and you make people feel angry when you give them a hug? And you swirl it counterclockwise and you make them feel sad when you give them a hug. Yeah. I mean – It's not necessarily that you're removing love. You're fucking around with emotions in general. And so here's kind of my issue with using the amygdala here as like the love super center. Mm -hmm. It's never listed as one of the emotions that it's affiliated with. Yeah. So love is a a different emotion that I feel like – it's ringing a bell like somewhere deep inside my brain <laughs> that this is not the emotional center where love is is found. Yeah. So you can have problems with your amygdala, it turns out, and they have removed the amygdala of monkeys. And if you do this, they have no fear response. Oh. And this, the same thing happens in people. So <laughs> there was a, a patient who has a condition that gave her holes in her amygdala. I don't know if the entire thing was gone or if pieces of it were gone. She has no fear response to creatures like snakes or spiders. Oh, my God. And that's the same reaction that monkeys have, that they they lose their fear response. And so this is where I'm getting away from. So, like, love is an emotion. It is not, like, a categorized physical response like yes you can track symptoms like heart rate and salivation and all kinds of hilarious things but i feel like the amygdala is a more like basal you kind of need this response to do normal things it just makes me feel like these people would like accidentally partake in risk-taking behavior Mm -hmm. because they have no measure of fear and I don't understand how that would correspond with love. Well, to be fair, we have no idea if they're actually targeting the amygdala yet. I was only assuming because I thought oh, that's shit. where the amygdala housed feelings. I want to say... Just as a quick Google search, does it say like where the epicenter of love is in the brain? I thought it was the hippocampus, like memory, love, things like that. So... One of the main components of feeling love is the hormone oxytocin, which is the love hormone. Right. But it does other things. So, like, we think of hormones as, like, strictly sex things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're not. They do a bunch of other things as well. And hormones are the number one messenger in your body. And they basically, like, carry messages from one part of your body back to your brain, from your brain to another part of your body, and tell it to do things. Like... Estrogen and testosterone, when you are a child, start being, like, produced more in higher levels, and they tell your body to do things. Mm -hmm. Yes, some of those things are sex, but that's not the only function of those hormones. And so oxytocin is important in other biological matters. For example, oxytocin is the hormone that starts labor contractions. Oh, so they they can't completely remove the... Um, origin of that hormone and expect people to have correct normal biological function yeah (laughs) so 
what what do you think they are doing? Or should we just suspend belief and and just assume that they're able to target love in some sort of fashion in a rudimentary belief because it still fucks it up sometimes? Right. Ooh, I, so I tried to look up the brain removal stuff, and it's bringing up fan theory. So I'm gonna I'm gonna x out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, careful of that so that I don't ruin anything for myself. I'm sorry. I just thought I could quickly look up what part of the brain it was. I do not remember. It doesn't say. There's no there's no explanation oh, of the cure in the first nine chapters. They just like jam something into your brain. Maybe they just have like a, a generalized location where they've seen a lot of activity. When they, like, show people pictures of people that they love and they're like, I don't know, just stick a stick in there. <laughs> <laughs> Shove a needle in there and swirl it around a bit. <laughs> lots of colorful lights on this side. Just, I don't know, jam it in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think in the next couple chapters, as we continue reading, I'm we may or may not get a glimpse of the experience of the cure. So maybe that will answer some Ooh. questions for you. Yeah. I hope that I know that you said this is going to end on somewhat of a cliffhanger and I'm annoyed because I don't want to read more of these books. <laughs> no. And um, we'll, <laughs> we'll just hate, like cliff note like, them. <laughs> oh, we'll cliff note. Okay, great. Yeah. I don't want to fucking read yeah, them either. Okay. I, I don't want to read them the first time. Right now, I'm not feeling like I want to <laughs> read them another time. <laughs> yeah. I want to finish this. Like I'm I'm intrigued enough and it's it's just starting to pick up. So, you know, like some shit will happen now, I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're going to we're going to cliff note the end. Mm hmm. Well, the rest of the series. Cause so yeah, I think I they? think there's three. I think it's a normal trilogy, but I'm pretty okay. sure that Hannah gets her own spin-off. <gasps> well, that's interesting. That's a spoiler. <laughs> Is it a spoiler? Well, at least now you know that Hannah doesn't die. Well, yeah. Or does she? And it does it show you her death. Nah. No. Bom, bom, bom. no. <laughs> I only know of one book that does that, and you ruined that one for me too, but I wasn't going to read it. Oh, wait. We're going to read it. <laughs> I wasn't going to read it anyway. I wasn't going to read it. Just kidding. You're going to force me to read it. Um, I think that's pretty. that pretty much wraps up all of my notes. I had some funny ones like runners <laughs> after she describes running. Runners, does it really get better after you hit the wall? Like oh, if you I keep running, so. does it get easier? I don't have I, a fucking clue. I never run that far. <laughs> I hit the wall every time I run. <laughs> It doesn't matter how far. And I have definitely... You never hit the wall swimming? Not that I remember. Really? We're getting old now. I hit the wall frequently. <laughs> um, I definitely... It definitely gets better after the wall. Like, I have had that endorphin rush where you're like... That experience? Yeah, I'm going to die. And then all of a sudden, it just goes away. Just click. It goes away and you feel amazing. And you just like Superman through the rest of your workout. Ah. But okay. it really sucks. Like, right right up up until the point <laughs> until the tipping point you're like climbing up this hill it's like a roller coaster you're climbing up the hill and it just sucks and it's terrible and then all of a sudden you get to the top where you like fall over the edge and it's just like smooth yeah. sailing from there yeah. so in my opinion maybe yes, I'll, I'll try running and see what happens well you have to run until you think you're gonna die and then you have to keep running <laughs> uh, i don't think i can do that though <laughs> i'm too big of a plus <laughs> oh you can do it um that i think Ultimately, that is everything of my notes. The one thing I want to leave you on is don't discount her PTSD-like dreams. <gasps> Damn it. Is there more fantasy to this novel than I gave? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, not necessarily. But I think they will, like, add to her character development. 
Oh, okay. Okay. So don't just like, you know, don't just be like, okay, she's fucking dreaming. Move on. Oh, okay. Okay. She's right. like experiencing parts of herself through this. Mm-hmm. All right. That's, that's all I have. Yeah, Shay. So you, you thinking you like it? I like it so far. It's enough mystery to keep you reading? I don't know if it's enough mystery, but it's enough creepy. Ooh, good. It's enough creep that I can get through With it. just a sprinkling of love. A sprinkling. <laughs> a sprinkling. We'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. We will continue reading Delirium for the next episode and wrap it up in the next next week or two, I suppose. Oh, we're really releasing bi-weekly. So in two weeks, exactly. <laughs> in two weeks from now, exactly. You will be hearing the ending of Delirium and Shay's amazing responses to it. <laughs> and my completely accurate predictions because I literally built as many streets as I could. <laughs> <laughs> that I feel like me with the maze runner. <laughs> one of those do, streets is right. Just say everything. One say of them everything. has to be right. <laughs> Eventually, you'll come close to the truth. Or not. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Check out our Instagram at, at bloggerspod. And I honestly don't know what the rest of it is. Yeah. Is it just epiloggerspod? Yeah. No, it's just epiloggerspod. Jay's going to post that really funny comic for you. But not the one that ends in dick. <laughs> 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 the one that says I'm a vampire. Oh, shit. Oh, so you'll need to send me the correct one. Yeah. Our many, many, many listeners can join the discussion by using the hashtag epiloggers. You can also follow Meemaw Jinx. Meemaw Jinx. The cutest cat in all the world on Instagram. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. So... That, that's all for now that's all for now if you i want to say something about uh teenage relationships instead of it's like <laughs> when trying to survive yeah, i'm plugging my computer in for the tagline yeah what is it why can't the best way to survive uh, adulthood there you go yep so remember the best way to survive adulthood and horrible teenage relationships is with a book in one hand <laughs> and a beer in the other. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon on Epiloggers. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, teenage relationships. <laughs> <laughs> They're real bad. <laughs> real bad. Don't take them to college with you. <laughs> <laughs>